So, Rob. Yes, Alan. Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah. That's a second part of your life away, huh? It's a big, big game, and I'm kind of getting to the end now, and uh, it's getting a little buggier as I get towards the end. Okay. You know, you get to do all these super mundane tasks in an Old West world, and at a certain point, I was meant to be shoveling out a stable, <laughs> and uh, okay. some other NPC decided to do that job for me. Didn't load up their character model, so there was just a big pitchfork shoveling shit into a wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> like a magic broom. The ultimate in modern gaming. <laughs> sort of like a Harry Potter version of the Old West. <laughs> Inspecto Crapolum. <laughs> Mucking out stables is for muggles, Rob. It's time. Time for a thrilling story of romance, adventure, mystery, anything with an expired copyright. It's time for another interrupted tale. Hello, and welcome to the show that usually ends another episode of Interrupted Tales, the podcast where my friend and I take turns reading stories to you, the listener, while the other person constantly interrupts. As always, I am Rob, and I'm joined tonight by the ex to my lax, Alan. How are you doing, Alan? I'm comfortable <laughs> in my fiber situation. <laughs> wow. I'm ready. You're ready. All right. Well, that's all we need to hear, because today we have got a rather saucy story uh, from Follies Magazine in the uh, January 1933 issue. Mm. It's called A Delicate Commission, and you know it's going to be a good story, Alan, because it does not have an author listed. Well, sort of a Thomas Paine sort of situation. <laughs> exactly. Who knows what this revolutionary tale might cause amongst the British aristocracy in the colonies, so... That'll show them. Well, now it's time for all of you great listeners to grab a drink and curl up in your favorite chair while we read you this week's tale. An unwary youth who allows himself to be inveigled into doing shopping for a lady is apt to find his pathway beset with unsuspected difficulties. Okay, okay. Here's what I suggest. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, buy a medium and then write extra smarge on the tag <laughs> so you're covered in all circumstances. <laughs> this is genius. I gotta get this... Get, write this down for Christmas. Oh, I'm sorry. There was some kind of misprint there, and uh, it looked <laughs> like extra. <clears throat> so I thought it would fit you. Yeah, the problem with the extra smarge is that mm -hmm. uh, they're usually a little too small. You got to bring them up at the, at the yeah, cuff. You got to cinch them. <laughs> I found that out one afternoon when Sally begged me to do a little errand for her down at Watermaker's. Well, yes, that is why I'm running the errand. <laughs> um, Wanamaker's. Well, 
if you don't think it's funny, maybe I'll just have to ask for your manager, who, yes, I could see from her expression is also not very amused, but perhaps there's a survey I could fill out with? No. No. Disappointing. Sally usually does forget something vital. Hey, it's Sally. I'm in my car and traffic is horrible. Could you go to the store and pick up some toilet paper and insulin and milk? In that order. No, they're all equally important, (laughs) I guess. Uh, Second tier, Us Weekly. And the worst of it is that she prides herself on her memory, scorns to make a list of her requirements, and always forgets a most important item. Now, where did I put my keys? I had them just a minute ago at the stoplight. Sally is my sister. Uh, 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 whoops. (laughs) Yeah. Seem to have made some inappropriate jocular references here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are we going to add step to that? Or, you know what, it's the internet. It's it's close enough. (laughs) There are no rules. She is several years older than I and inclined to treat me like an infant although I graduated from Harvard last year. Oh, so the guy's more like a newborn because he really needs a good slapping. Uh, <laughs> hey, kid, I'm joking uh, around. It's, <laughs> it's not like you went to Cornell. Uh, 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 yeah. We had just finished luncheon when she began in a most ingratiating tone, Billy, darling. I pretended not to hear. I pretended not to hear the tragic story of Josh Dumel and his alibi for the Golden State Warriors pregame. <laughs> that is delightful. And anyone who doesn't understand it can just leave now. I, I must have had my earbuds in. I, <laughs> sorry. There's a momentary uh, tinnitus. It <laughs> affects so many of us. What? What? Billy. Darling, she repeated, changing her seat to the arm of my chair. I want you to do something for me. Uh, Well, what is it? I asked abruptly, continuing my reading of the National Bulletin. Right, what's in the paper? Uh, Crime section. Family of embezzlers makes deals. Sister fingers brother. (coughs) Sorry, waiter, can I get get a lemon with my... With my water, please. Ah, <laughs> uh, I forgot something this morning, and I want you to get it for me. Some people are coming in for tea, and I've got a heap of odds and ends to do before then. I want a good cake, so I'm going to stop at the Whole Foods. But I need to buy real Coke, so I'm going to have to make a side trip to the Safeway. Mm. And I'm gradually building up an immunity to E. coli, so I just have to go to the food line. <laughs> it's the best place to build that up. Go right to the salad bar. <laughs> Please be a nice boy and go get it for me. I didn't intend to go out today. It's too hot. It's, it's very hot. <laughs> it's, it's very hot. It's not just me. Oof. Can't wait till tomorrow. I protested. That would be too late. I must have it for the dance tonight. Send one of the maids. They're all too busy. It's prime lace darning and chamber pottery season. I couldn't even get an appointment with them. Oh, oh yeah, you gotta call months ahead. Ever since they went union, too. Oof, forget it. The paperwork. 
They're not as merry as they used to be. <laughs> Come on, Billy. Do be nice. Forget you're my brother for once. And for once. And don't be such a selfish pig. I kept still for a moment. Look here, she bribed. I'll tell you what I'll do for you if you'll do this for me. I'll telephone the Carol girls that will drive around for them tonight and pick them up on our way to the club. Oh, yes, those famously sexy Carol girls. Uh, Carol Burnett? <laughs> Carol <laughs> Channing? Oh, sure. sure. Carol O'Connor. <laughs> Archie! No, that is Archie. That is Archie, I know, but I don't know what he says. What Dingbat. Doesn't they call her Dingbat? You Dingbat. <laughs> uh, I'm lovably racist. <laughs> I'm the racist you want to bring home to Thanksgiving. No, that's a different one. Yeah, that's, that's a different racist. <laughs> then you can meet Estelle beforehand. I was anxious to meet Estelle. I had admired her from a discreet distance so far. Only in multiples of Planck units. So you see how that's discreet. <sighs> discreet. It's a bit of a homophonical physics humor. Well, okay. Could I talk to the head chef then? The, the head chef? No? Is there a comment card I could <laughs> maybe? Out. She was a jolly good sport and remarkably pretty. I had been unsuccessful in meeting her. And now that my chance had come, I felt suddenly willing to do anything Sally wanted. That's how they, those usually start, yeah. <laughs> this is how they got into trouble in the first place. Right. As the door closed behind me, I heard her repeating, One pair, open pattern, ladies embroidered. I waited to hear no more. I'd already been told what to get at least three times. Oh, jeez. I mean, who could screw up getting a pair of open pattern, ladies embroidered, Boogie boards? Shit, shit. What did she say? Was Wait, no. It was. It started with an F sound, like frontal. A fra? Like a, a fra? Like, uh, like no. A front bra? A front bra. <laughs> Sally has a habit of telling you what to get three times, and then impress upon you what you are not to get several times over. So I was somewhat muddled when I started out. Okay, now, did she say she wanted a brand new pair of satin gloves and not defective pre-soiled ones from an unverified eBay seller? Or was it vice versa? Jeez, was she, if only she could have been clear. Only impressed one of those upon me. Yeah, I don't know why she had to keep mentioning that eBay deal. Well, I mean, she... <laughs> Of course you're gonna go for it it's very confusing well i mean it's very specific you know it's, it's very specific what she didn't want and that makes you think maybe she did want it right oh, she needs to figure this out Oof. but it was hot i entered wanamaker's cool store gratefully seating myself beside a long counter whereon all sorts of dainty lingerie was seductively displayed oh, a bit of lace a few bows of ribbon and a little sheer silk, scarcely more. That's so, so seductive. 
I mean, why do they give the disembodied styrofoam torso such a come-hither look? <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, where can I get one? Oh, yeah, that's the creep store down the street. The creep store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you see the big window uh, full of uh, trench coats, that's, yeah. that's the store to go at. A lady was trying to make up her mind between pink and beige lingerie. Having at last made her purchase, she collected her change, a Pomeranian pup, and her handbag and moved off. Now was my opportunity. Oh, this magazine knows its audience. Let me artfully tease you with erotic undergarment descriptions such as how one of the options was beige. Oh, my word. Maybe you'd like to hear more about this lady and which delicate underthing she purchased? Oh, yes, yes. Well, sir, I can divulge this scandalous tidbit. Her dog was a Pomeranian, and given the choice, she did not leave a penny. Oh, hoo, hoo. <laughs> yeah. cool me down. Where's that Tittle woman with the lady. fag? <sighs> the pretty young salesperson began to fold and replace the various articles she had taken out for her customer selection. At length coming forward, she said with a bewitching smile, Anything I can do for you, sir? Yes, I began. I'm a little unsure. I'm not, I haven't been to a lot of these, but I'm a father and my daughter's going off to college and I guess she's getting too old for your pink line. So uh, I guess what I was wondering is whether you could close down business for 10 to 12 years. <laughs> they need a little more. I want a pair of open pattern ladies embroidered. I found myself talking to air. The sales girl had disappeared. A conclave of assistants seemed to be taking place at the far end of the counter. Stray phrases caught my ear. No, did he really? He never. What cheek? Floated across to me. I was in no way interested. Oh, not interested. There's nothing wrong with not being a cheek man. I'm more of a coccyx man myself. Ooh, I go right for the clavicle. I think we're in totally different countries there. <laughs> it's all right. Like what you like, man. <laughs> it's a free country. After some minutes, another young lady approached me. Are you being waited on, sir? She asked sweetly. Sweetly and, um, is commissionedly a word? <laughs> Tiply. I thought I was, I replied. What I want is a pair of open pattern, ladies embroidered. Again, I was talking to air. The girl was gone. Her face and neck dyed with a blush that would have shamed a peony. Is it a fact? I heard one of the girls say. Did you ever? While they threw curious glances in my direction. Uh, well, if they have, maybe the story could provide more elaboration on that instead of, I don't know, inventory issues. There's a folly afoot. I began to feel embarrassed and most miserably self-conscious. What was wrong? I determined to find out. Perhaps my necktie was crooked, or my face dust-streaked. I felt I must see myself at any price. Did not want to be too obvious about it. So I asked one of the sales girls if she would take pictures of me from various angles, and, well, suddenly Paul Blart showed up. And I said, Paul Blart, this is quite a surprise. But not as surprising as Paul Blart, too, because why would they make a second one? It's just... Riddles on top of riddles, man. There was a glass just behind me, and as I got up to look, I dropped my cane. Picking it up, 
I sat down across the aisle facing the mirror. I surveyed myself carefully. My hair was smooth. My tie was straight. The full pickle I had ordered from Potbelly securely tucked away in my pants pocket. I just don't understand. I I don't even like the pickles. I just like the smell. What? (laughs) Oh, you got it. No, the creep store down the street will help you, sir. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's what I was looking for. Nothing was undone or out of place. Now, what caused this apparent interest? I again turned my attention to the girls. They kept giggling and nudging each other, saying, You go. No, no, you go. Oh, I couldn't. I haven't the face. How is he so stupid while having such excellent hearing, etc.? (laughs) He's looking at us like he can hear us three feet from here. Oh, my. And a lot of silly rubbish like that. Finally, a rather superior young person detached herself from the group and came toward me. With a certain dignity, she inquired, What may I do for you, sir? I repeated my request. Before I had time to finish, she seized a box of goods that was lying on the counter, slammed it noisily into place on the shelf behind her, and departed with more haste than dignity. Yeah, well, I think it kind of goes minimum wage, and then living wage, and then dignified wage. That's the problem with capitalism. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of in the wrong direction. Yeah. This was absurd. I was furious. I decided to report the matter to the head of the department. Oh, finally a manager. I just need a moment to prepare my anecdotes. (sighs) Yeah, okay. It's a homophonical physical... Yep, yep. Just (laughs) don't, not in the doorway. Just move over so other people can get in. Of course. Keep keep moving back. Back, back. Just then, a floor walker came in sight. The vampires of the department store, floor <laughs> walkers. Although I suppose most of us are floor walkers when it comes down to it. So who's really the monster around? We are the floor walkers. <laughs> I strode up to him and demanded an explanation of the way in which I had been treated. I have asked no less than three of your girls what I want, and they have left before I finished my order. If I had wanted to be offended, sir, I would have gone to the family dollar and looked at all the things that cost more than a dollar. (sighs) Who lets them get away with that? This is a very important issue, Alan. How is nobody talking about this in Congress? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just very passionate about this. Well, they've got that whole five below debacle to worry about. But everything actually is five or below. Is it? Yeah, although it should then technically, I guess, be five or below. It's not $5 off the, the price of everything they're asking. No, $5 or less. But it's not $5 less. Well, maybe it is. I haven't compared their prices to the prices at other stores. Really? You haven't you haven't done comparison shopping for gold fidget spinners? <laughs> uh, not not recently. You want to you want to check the unit price on those, Rob? <laughs> it's right there in the corner. Sometimes they try to hide it, but it's there. He smiled apologetically. I'm sorry, sir. May I ask what it is you want? I want a pair of ladies' open-patterned embroidered stockings. Ah, I fear there has been a slight misunderstanding. You see, 
You are in the wrong department. You want to be in the chimney parentheses Christmas department. Chimney? That's where you would get embroidered stockings <laughs> for your chimney. The, chim the mantle section? In parentheses Christmas, because you don't want to be in the chimney section for... You know, normal day-to-day -day chimney situations. <laughs> I do have some repointing needs. Or your flu is going to be very confused. <laughs> you do not want a confused flu. I've been there. Yeah. Hoosery, he said. First aisle on the right. Oh, I, I guess it was all a simple misunderstanding then. Wait, if it was a simple misunderstanding, why didn't one of the sales girls just say it was a simple misunderstanding? Oh, no, they'd much rather you twist in the wind. That's uh, why Wanamakers went out of business years ago. I'm not sure why they all got offended that he was in the slightly wrong aisle. <laughs> like, well, let's... Let's get to let's get into this in a moment. Never again will I be forced, duped, or cajoled into doing any intimate shopping for a lady. But it was worth it after all, for Sally was as good as her word and introduced me to the sweetest girl in Philadelphia that evening, who had lost her luggage and was confined to bed rest due to consumption, and was also an orphan who had no friends or other people to take care of her. <laughs> You got me. <laughs> the end. Wow. Um, there was barely a folly in there. Well, I mean, I don't think you know the term well enough, Rob. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, in fact, the famous Follies Berger means going to the wrong aisle in a department store. <laughs> the Berger is a famous play about going to the wrong aisle <laughs> in a Woolworths. <laughs> oh, man, I, I didn't remember all this camouflage clothing. Where am I? <laughs> what? is so offensive about saying open pattern ladies embroidered I to don't a lingerie know. sales person. What are they offended by Do they, or what confused? Could what could open pattern mean in at the time? Uh I know I know you want to say crotchless panties, but let's keep this civil. First of all, I never want to say crotchless panties, okay? <laughs> that is not my answer for any Jeopardy question. Well, I guess that's the Jeopardy answer. Yeah. I am nonplussed. I'm flummoxed. I don't understand any of the crux of this story. If there is a crux... Because, you know, it could be cruxless. Cruxless panties, Rob. <laughs> cruxless panties. That's what cruxless it's about. Cruxless panties. Yep. That's I, what it's all about. The, isn't the hose sold with the lingerie? Aren't they in the same section? But if they're not, I don't understand where they go. And I mean on the body. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand where they go. Well, that, that's a separate problem. We, I've been meaning to have that talk with you for a while. Well, Rob, I think the moral is 
women are laughing at you all the time. Whether you can hear them or not, and you should be embarrassed. What do you think the moral is? Yeah, I think the moral of the story is um, don't buy your sister underwear for uh, because <laughs> it's weird. Hey, it's weird. Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> say no more. Uh, that said, I am going to buy your sister underwear. Oh! Okay, well, she takes a double extra smarge. <laughs> well, Alan, I think it's about time to put this episode to bed. Tune in next time for another exciting interrupted... Pair of ladies open. Open. Ladies open golf tickets. <laughs> yes. No. Oh, shit. It could be tennis, too. Shit. You know what? I'm just going to buy her that bookie board. It's the 87th Precinct Podcast. This is the only podcast in the world dedicated to Ed McBain's genre-defining series of police procedural novels. My name's Paul, and every episode I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Steve-O and Morgan, to discuss one of the 87th Precinct stories or one of the films or TV adaptations. Sometimes we're joined by a special guest to discuss some other aspect of the books or something related to the world of Ed McBain. Along the way, we look at what was going on in the world when the books were released. The music, the politics, the films, the comics, the other books. I offer as much research and background on Ed McBain and the stories as I can find, and things sometimes get a bit silly. Timothy Dalton's traffic wardens, you know, it's like... There's 26 detectives crammed into one small car and just keep emerging with, like, a Hawaiian shirt. It's all those people emptying out their um, slush pumps <laughs> into the drain. Find us by searching for Hark 87 Podcast on all the things.